Oh my god, just me fucking <laughs> drunkenly riffing on my guitar. Well, what's he doing? He's not even plugged in. Shit. Just so you you all can catch the tail end of it, guys. <sighs> it ain't Yagomi, that's for sure. God damn, that guy can cook on his Man. guitar. Uh-uh. He can So before we get too far, it's it's that thing we gotta we gotta talk about, you know, what the fuck we're doing here, because this is weird. Me and you together know. on a Saturday night, and it's not Destiny on the screen on a Friday night, and it's not <laughs> Destiny on. The, I've been. All I know is that you promised me uh, slide time and beers, and I was like, "Okay, cool. Let's slot it in. Let's make it happen." I, I'm not <laughs> drinking beers today. Uh, this is a this is a Dr Pepper with three shots of Kraken. Ooh, there you go. Uh, so I had some Heineken in the fridge. But I'm not like like if I'm drinking a beer, I'm drinking a good beer, and Heineken's not what I consider like that top notch level. So I, I, I poured some Kraken in the Dr Pepper today, you know, and we're going with that. Heineken is what you drink when you are two days away from getting paid, and you just need to put alcohol in your system, and you just happen to have it left over in the fridge because your roommates who moved out three years ago left it there. Uh, you're wrong on all counts. I live in Texas. We call that Lone Star. <laughs> Lone Star and Lime will get you through. I'll tell you right now, I'm, uh, I'm uh, rocking my Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. I have learned that uh, I can consume two or three of these at 9%, where usually take me a 12-pack of something around 7 to get me to that happy spot. I mean, you've got a lot of practice, right? I mean, yes, and I've got the donut around my midsection to prove it. If you don't believe, just wait until con season comes back around again. And I miss con season. We're going to have that eventually. That's going to be a thing again. Dude, I know the people who have reservations for PAX West are just praying to God. And whatever deity that they have, that it just holds out for just a couple more weeks. I mean, just a couple more weeks. I, I'd be praying to both Bahamut and Tiamat. I don't, I don't, I don't care which side of the alignment you're on. Just one of you make it happen. One of them will answer your call. <laughs> but this is Bromance and Brews. This is the brand new podcast with myself and Radio Mang. Of course, you know. And whatever miscreants we decide to pull along that we have been playing games with for the last, how many years have we known each other? Uh, I about two and a half, almost three. Well, I mean, why why does it feel like I've known you for, uh, I don't know, 10 years now? Uh, because, you know, like when you have that kind of bromance with somebody, days feel like years, years feel like decades. That's, 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 that's very bromantical of you. Yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you are the one that I was chasing around the monkey bars in kindergarten and not bailey whatever her last name was back then uh, you, you know it was you it was radio oh quit it you're gonna make me blush <laughs> <laughs> no I, I honestly we've, we've been talking about this for a long time and i'm, I'm glad we're finally getting a chance to do it. Uh, it it's it's hard for me to uh to knock out a, a regular podcast um and justify it to my wife when you know there's there's no financial backing behind it she's like oh wait you so you want to sit at your computer and drink beer with your internet friends. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps me home. It's, it's, it's like I'm not, I'm not going to a sports bar and hanging out and risk driving. True. <laughs> that was the justification. That's what got it. You can't hit I, Delta. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's sold her the fact that I've, I, I convinced her that I have not been to a bar since even before COVID because of the kids. Mm. And it's, it's, it's hard to justify taking kids to a bar. You know, you're getting sloshed. They're running around in between tables, pissing everybody else off who's trying to eat wings and watch fucking football. <laughs> I just, I want to have a beer and a normal experience with people. Instead, I get that with you right now. Right now. Uh, but as Rican says, 2020 has actually been about two years as well. So, you know, that, that's why it's been so long. Ah, that's, that's kind of true statement if there ever was one 2020 was two years jammed into one but dude we're already in august of 2021 we only have how many months left my kids are going back to school next week i go back to work in a week and a half yeah 
Oh, that's yeah. right. I forgot you. You're on that school schedule too. Yeah, buddy. But oh. uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of randomness today. But I have to ask you because this is the first time I've gotten you in a call since I've stepped back into gaming because I haven't touched anything in like six weeks. Oh no, you've been touching Smite. I've been watching you. Well, and I'm still okay. confused as to what the fuck Smite is. Th- this this week is my first time in like six weeks with everything going on. Uh, hey, you've been been dealing with some family nonsense. Yeah. Uh, Destiny. <laughs> the the epilogue. Oh, dude. I, dude. I saw it today. I logged in. You had mentioned how good it was. So I logged in. I played through the mission and got to see the cutscenes and everything. Oh, my God. So um, I, I'm going to spoil it a little bit if you haven't seen it. Uh, so if you have not seen it, just plug your ears for a second. But I want to I want to talk to Sly. Out of the whole thing, what really surprised the hell out of me was the set of cojones on Amanda Holiday. Dude, she went into a PVE match with the PVP weapon. <laughs> I'm like, damn, sister, you gonna take you gonna take that into that situation? God, I won't even use that in Crucible. That's that's what you that's what you pulled out. Me, I pulled out Amanda Holiday's rushing in here not as a guardian. Like, does she, does Amanda have the light? Have we ever had that confirmed? No, I'm she's sure not. She's a civvy. She's in. She's in fucking overalls. Like, <laughs> well, you know, she. So, someone has to call NASCAR matches at the, <laughs> at the the tower. So I mean, that's that's really her job. What else has Amanda Holiday done in the tower besides give us our prime packages? Really. Mm, SPL. <laughs> when's when's the last or time SRL? Sorry, SPL is yeah. Smite. We're talking Smite and SRL. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we haven't uh, had that since D one, and we're never. And they they already pretty much said you guys love it, but we're never going to give it to you. No, sorry, this is not in the cards. No. Better luck next time. So here's here's my question. Is Osiris involved in it all? Oh God, yes. So um, we're we're strapping and go down the rabbit hole because if if you have not caught up on lore at this point, I'm gonna catch you up Ooh. real quick. Um, if you listen to the expunged dialogues between you and Osiris, mm-hmm. it gets very very combative. He starts talking about, I'll, "I won't underestimate you again. I'm surprised you've gotten this far." Also, if you look in the upper left hand corner where your um all your like mission data stuff mm-hmm. is like what the expunge is what the goal is there's text that roll along with it like this is my domain you're just an ant here and then you cross over and splice into it it's like you think you have power and it kind of goes along with that dialogue it's it's the same voice that's coming at you in text form so honestly i think osiris has either been dead or gone for a long time since like sagira got popped Okay, like so that. so Chad is throwing it out there. Osiris equals Savathun. Are we making that call right now? Because the mm. things you're saying to me, I haven't gotten to play much of this season, but the things you're saying to me sound like this is my domain. That's a Savathun thing. Think about the taken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, won't, I won't make assumptions as to uh, which hot god, but I mean, that's kind of the next one that's queued up, so... Everything we've been through at this point has all just been a lead up to us getting to go face to face with Sabathun. That's probably going to be the next step with the Witch Queen arc that's coming up. Okay. I there was a part of me in that cutscene when Osiris is over the not knowing all of the background. Cause they don't catch when you catch up, they don't like make you go through each mission. You just, I just got thrown into the last one. So not knowing all the background from this season, Osiris in that cutscene is looking over, just mm-hmm. watching, just watching everybody. And Agent I'm in chaos. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, you son of a, like, what are you? Why are you? You're Osiris. This is Saint 14. Like, why are you not down? And then you get to, um, Ikora, after that cutscene that you go to Saint, you go to Ikora, 
And Ikora's, you know, I'll vouch for him, even though he's, and I'm like, oh. Like, all he needs to do is come back to clear his name. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. There's so many things she doesn't know. But the thing that gives me hope as a Destiny fan is like, I got all of that from just that one little cut. Like, they made it that well, that cutscene that well made that Osiris looking over the edge gives you that, oh, why are you... Like, I didn't need to play the rest of the season. I knew Osiris is involved in some way. Like, it's bad. One of the things Destiny has done really well in Season of the Splicer, and I can understand why they've made some of the changes they've had to, like getting rid of Gina Torres as the voice of, uh, of Ikora, because they relied so heavily on voice actors. You got the story not through cards in the grimoire but mm-hmm. or or you know just text on the screen you got it through storytelling you got it through cutscenes uh in the elixir quarter you got it through voice dialogue talking to mithrax through the eyeball you got it you just you got it coming from every angle and if you listen to each encounter it all told the story together which we hadn't got a lot of to this point because it was too expensive or it was too time consuming if if they continue this level of storytelling that part of Destiny is only going to get better. Yeah. Because we know they can tell good stories. Let me tell you, Bungie tells really goddamn good stories and they make guns that feel really good. Yeah, and that's why, I I mean, I was already telling people earlier this week that I was excited to get back into Destiny two or three days a week. And then playing today was like, oh, I could, I could, be, a main, <laughs> I could be a Destiny main streamer again. Like, that could be a thing. <laughs> Uh, I have one more Destiny thing. We're Destiny guys. We're going to talk about Destiny a lot throughout the weeks, but I have one more Destiny thing before we move on to anything Bring else. It. PvP. Are they doing enough bringing us one map a season? No, they're did, not. Did you, see, did you see that? They, they're bringing us a revamped Trials and a new map next season, then an old map, and then a new map. Here, it, it, it would be really easy for them since they have maps vaulted to give us three maps a season. They can give us a renewed map from Destiny 1. They can give us a brand new map and they can give us something from the vault and just rotate those out. I'd, I'd even be okay because you have so many maps from Destiny 1 and Des- I'd even be okay with going every every season you get three maps and everything else gets pulled away. So we're just constantly changing what three or four maps you're rotating on. You need a, you need a certain number of maps in the meta. Just we because. only have like three right now. I played for two hours. I think I played on three maps. <laughs> Bannerfall. Um, what else is there? Um, uh, Exodus uh, Blue. Uh, Exodus Blue. I mean, there's more than three maps, <laughs> but still... I, I think they can do better in giving us more variety because if you're a PvP main in, in Destiny right now, not only is the current meta with exotics just absolutely painful, but you're also <laughs> playing the same maps over and over and over again. And, you know, just I, I think three maps a season with some other things rotated in and out, it would help immensely. Yeah. Uh, they They need to do something, but I do think I played probably exodus blue four times in a row just going control yeah. exodus blue four times in a row and think of how many times you played that map before in destiny one yeah and that's the thing like exodus blue is a destiny one map and it came up four times in a row today seven years later <laughs> uh, but and then you touched on the exotics all of that's getting shifted if you looked at the twab this week Oh yeah, I I think you know it, it's it's painful for us players because we're, we're we're creatures of habit. We like to establish our own loadouts. We like to establish the guns we use. And Destiny, for for like it or not, and, you know you, you can talk uh, ad nauseum about this, but they force you into different weapons every season, and they force you into different loadouts about I don't know once a year. They they take and they shake it up, and they do it because of power crawl because they can't always create better exotics because then they have the problem that they had halfway through what two years ago where we were so overpowered that we would destroy every everything and they had to start just give me mountaintop back 
they had to start creating encounters to absolutely rat us because of the loadouts that we had. I would rather them do this than give us um God, what was that 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 terrible encounter that we used to have to do um the uh the one that paired with gambit um oh um reckoning was it reckoning it was was the reckoning Uh, it it, it was it's what it's the one where you had to go through the three levels of the or it was the only way to get your gambit specific armor with yeah yeah was was doing that bullshit and yeah you know they had to design that encounter around our overpowered asses and if you weren't running this loadout or you didn't have this specific team makeup there was no way you're making it across that bridge no way in hell. no way in hell if you didn't have two or three nova bombs in your team of four that could just constantly be bombing on people <laughs> that was the era we had the skull of Diaramakara that was just an absolute bomb fest you would throw a bomb get full energy back throw a bomb get full energy back and that's how you'd finish that bridge uh yeah you you needed what two nova bombs and a well you you had to have a well warlock to drop halfway through or if you had a well and a, two titan bubbles you were okay because then you could leapfrog them all and be somewhat protected but man uh you know I'm, I'm glad they're shaking things up i would rather have them like i say do that than revert back to <laughs> drawing up encounters that are just painful because honestly destiny has changed in its gameplay from destiny one um i still haven't done I still have not done the new Vault of Glass. Oh yeah, I haven't either. Uh, well, it, it, you, it's it's hard to jump in if you don't have a regular crew that you play with because everybody on their LFG is you know know what to do. There's no chill Destiny players who are playing in the public right now. Everybody has sected off, and it's become this very exclusive well if you don't know what to do i don't want to play with you or you know you're not one of my my people i don't want to run with you i i've had the worst trouble playing raids and it's because of the mechanics they put into it if honestly if you don't know what to do you're a boat anchor yeah and uh if you're looking for chill chill destiny players you just gotta you know jump into radio ming's discord because he's the (laughs) only one left him and him and clan da cannolis I, and out of that, I mean, I'm, I'm the only one who streams. I don't even stream Destiny anymore, dude. I, 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 I am the the foremost five day a week Jackbox streamer. That's because I get to do it while I'm at work. The best Jackbox streamer on Twitch. <laughs> oh, I have so much fun. Just like half the time, I'm not even like during the school year. I'm like driving half the time, and I just have it on in the background, listening to you crack jokes about it. Well, and plus my wife sits right here and you understand why I married her because mm-hmm. she's just as big a wise ass as I am. Like there is, there is no holes barred when th- that, that shit hits the fan. So you, you've been playing another game though, that you were going to, you, you wanted to tell me about. Oh, this uh, big, is- this big game that everybody's playing right now. I, I will give you my my thumbnail sketch of, of Back for Blood. I, I played it last week with uh, with Captain Robert, Trees, and uh, One Up Life, and, and that is that is how you want to play that game. You want to play it with friends, and you want to have beers involved with it because I know it's the beta, but it's exactly like the, its prior game. It's it's very much zombie shoot progress, small task zombie shoot progress the guns don't all feel very unique that's like the like i said i'm spoiled because i'm a destiny player i pick up a palindrome and that feels different than a fate bringer which feels different from just give me any hand cannon down the line every gun has its own personality honestly you can play with any gun you want in that game and it all feels the same it's the only thing that's different is reload time (laughs) i'm playing with the shotgun or i'm playing with an auto rifle it's you know, it sounds cool. Sound design is awesome. But in terms of that feeling, whatever magic Destiny puts into their weapons, other developers could learn something from. It's, and and that, that's just it. It's just, just a flat zombie shooter. Yeah. And so the the big thing that I wish more companies would pick up on is the unique sound to weapons. I'm I'm running through PvP. And like, I know by the sound of the gunshot, what's getting shot at me. 
and I don't feel that in other games typically. No, if if you're standing next to a guy who's shooting a dead man's tail, you know what he has. If he's got a fate bringer, you know what he has. If he's got a telesto, first of all, uh, say a prayer for their soul because they're a son of a bitch. And uh, <laughs> hey, are worse than the dad cannon rockers? Oh yeah, oh, I'm coming at you with the dad cannon. So you and enough, that you and that Jotun. I have not used Jotun since probably when we were playing together. I, I fusions got to the point of where they were just useless and they weren't fun. And then you know playing with Jotun in PvP, I just got teabagged more than anything, and I just got tired of it. So I switched up to the shotgun. I honestly I went Fell Winter's Lie and you know um, what was the other one? Fell Winter's Lie and uh, the um. <clears throat> Oh, what's the name of that exotic uh, hand cannon? It, it was my standard loadout in PvP forever, uh, and I, I, I forced oh, it out of my um, mind. Crimson. Yeah, the pulse. So the pulse cannon. That is uh, that's that's the the hand cannon of death and destruction that I use with my uh, my PvP loadout. That's my wife trying to come to the garage, by the way. If you if you thought some, somebody was trying to kill me, front door is open, babe. You don't have to crawl through the garage door. Oh, hold on. I'll be right back. Apparently, she has a lot of shit. All right. Stand by. What's up, chat? Buck Diz. Hey, guys. Polaris Lance, Iconic Sounds. Reekin. Polaris Lance is my favorite scout in Destiny 2. You're not wrong. Buck, you played the Back for Blood Alpha. Did you, did you like it? Do you agree with Radio's stance on it so far? I'm waiting. I want to see Buck's Buck's review of Back for Blood chat. Also, thanks thanks guys for everybody jumping in tonight. This is the first episode of the podcast and you're all just here like hanging out, being badass people. I need to launch it. What do you need to launch, Regan? You need to launch Back for blood. <clears throat> there were a lot of things that had to be addressed in the alpha. Okay. You need to get some time in it. Yeah, you know, uh, everybody needs to get a little bit of time in games. But uh, I'm, I'm really more intrigued with like Hades coming to Game Pass. You and me both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I haven't touched Hades. Have you touched Hades outside of it coming to Game Pass yet? I heard it was coming to Game Pass three months ago, two or three months ago, and I've been holding out. I really, really, really wanted to play it after I saw T-Rex stream it and saw a bunch of other people play it. I was like, I love this developer, and I love the way they put together games, and I really, really want to play this, but I, my money's going in other places right now. Do Maybe we have to push you push this in other directions. Do so we have a date for it yet? I, wait. I had one. I believe it's uh, August 24th. Yeah, I knew it was this month, I thought. Uh, but yeah, that'll, that'll be a fun one. <clears throat> uh, so another game that's been getting a lot of play from one of us that you wanted to know about because you watch me play it two to three times a weekend or just confused out of your mind. Honestly, I watch you play it, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Please bear me. <laughs> Smite, yeah. So, Smite, what, 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 what are you confused about? So, I mean, there's your character, that there's a lot of, like, other things that are happening on the field. So, I get it, you have a character, you have abilities, <clears throat> mm -hmm. but it's like, you're there with other characters, but there's like there's these little armies of stuff. Are, are they yours? Are, yeah. Are, who controls those? Are they automated? <laughs> what are they? What are their? What is their purpose other than to confuse the <laughs> shit out of me? So, have you ever played uh, League of Legends or no, like this, this, this Heroes whole, of the this, Storm? This whole this whole thing of games is just completely like confusing yeah. to me. So, so the it's really simple once you get into it but it's hard to figure out initially unless somebody's explaining it 
it's really just a uh, like a tower race. I have so many towers I have to get through to defeat your Titan. You have so many towers you have to get through to defeat my Titan. We are gods, whether it be from the Greek pantheons, you know, different pantheons throughout history. And our, our job is to try to push through and defeat the towers. Those little armies you're talking about are minions. They have one thing that they do. They push down the lane and they deal damage to any enemy in their track, whether that be other minions, whether that be gods, whether that be a, tight, a tower or a titan. So I am playing the game of trying to be a little bit of PvP and understanding where I can take fights and where I can't and trying to make sure that my minions stay in control of whatever lane I'm watching. Uh, okay, so basic, ba basically you're, you're developing, you know, corridors to each one of these towers. Yep. And the more you have it developed, the more troops you get downfield into yep. the tower and then get through the tower, get to the Titan, win the match. Yeah, so in, in the typical game, it's Conquest. You go Tier 1 Tower, Tier 2 Tower, Phoenix... Titan. The only win condition, though, is the Titan drop. So you can get through all of my towers and phoenixes, and I get through one one lane of yours and drop your Titan. I win. Uh, so that's that's the basic game. What you've seen me playing here recently is Arena, which is like a PvP version only. There's no towers, no Titans. It's just five gods versus five gods. And the minions are still on the battlefield pushing, and you win by running out of tickets. So when you kill a minion, you take away a ticket from an enemy. When you get killed, you take get lose three or four tickets. Uh, so and it ramps up from there. Uh, All right. Well, that makes more sense because I was trying to put it together with what I've seen in the game, and then. I never saw I never saw any towers. You kept you kept fighting and dying to all these other like uh, obviously PVP characters and it was just I'm like I I don't know if I'm missing something here or I don't know if he's changed positions or 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 what. But that that makes that makes a hell of a lot more sense. I'm sure next time I watch you play it I will uh, I'll be able to get a grip yeah. on exactly what's going on. For sure and arena is like Arena is the elementary school level smite game mode. I don't, Conquest is 5v5, and I don't want to go in there unless I've got three or four players because it's just, it's high level, high competitive. It would be like going into trials solo. Ooh. You know, that's one thing I hope they address is they give me the solo player an ability to solo queue with two other people against another team of three that are also solo queuing so that I can actually try and get some trials loot. Because right now it's like, uh, you know, um, uh, Hey Tristan, uh, are you, uh, you, you playing, you playing trials right now? <laughs> <laughs> I need some try hard action in my life. Uh, dude, everybody needs a little try hard Tristan in their life, but you know, <laughs> he's the only person I know who like actually runs. And again, is chill enough to let me join a squad and, and shoot with them. Yeah. Well, like, like shoot with him or like shoot in the match. Cause I hold, I hold my own to uh, to about a third of a, a degree. You know, that's a third of a third, so that's a sixth of a sixth of a player. Luckily enough, he plays for four, so we're good. Well, I, I was about to say we're we're doing some Scott Steiner TNA math right now, and <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how many wrestling fans we got out there, but it's not. We're in a triple threat match, which means you got a 33% chance to win. But when we're one-on-one, -on -one, I got a 50% chance to win, but I'm a god. So I got 85%. Scott Steiner somehow had a 842% chance to win a triple threat match at one point in time. I don't, I don't know how that works, but we, I mean, we're getting in some weird math. When you create the odds in your head, anything's possible, dude. Come on, <laughs> you know this. It's true. I mean... You should see the odds I have with some of these uh, supermodels out here on Instagram and Twitter and Twitch, you know? Oh, my... Again, it's one of the reasons I'm glad I'm married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Twitch, uh, Twitch has been uh, 
been a no-no zone for a, for a little while for some people. Have you seen this on Twitter? Mm-mm, what's been going on? There, there's this big movement of Twitch do better on Twitter. Uh, because I've seen some of that. People are getting hate rated and follow bots. Uh, just raids of people coming in with racial slurs and raids of people coming in with just bigotry, all sorts of just, you know, nasty dirt from the lowest of lows in the human population. It's easy for some people to say, well, man, you just take that energy and you change it around, man. You just, you focus into something positive. You ban the people who are talking like that and you move on. Well, you know, anybody who says shit like that has never streamed before because they would realize that it is a very emotionally taxing job. You put a hundred percent of your energy out on the line and we're human beings. We have feelings and no matter how hard you are, if you get a hit with enough of that after maybe you had a hard day streaming, maybe your computer didn't boot up the way it wanted to. Maybe you've been dropping frames. Maybe you're having a really shit time in your life because of something else that's happening. But when something like that goes on and just absolutely screws with your head, that's dangerous. That's dangerous on a lot of psychological levels. You can say on the front, yep, I just, I, I, I just, I ban them all and I, I move on with my life. But that, that had, that takes a toll in here. That's, that's mental warfare on a really up level. Yeah. And I watched a video today, uh, just cause you know, I, I haven't experienced it. I'm a, I'm a fat white guy. My, my, uh, my hate raids are people coming in and you look like Dr. Robotnik. Thank you. Sure. Cool. <laughs> uh, let me get rid of that real quick. Uh, but I was I watched just to just to see how bad it truly was. A guy had posted a video where in about a 30 second video, you couldn't count the messages of just racial slurs popping through and the the big thing is people are calling for twitch to to stand up for their you know middle of the road content creators their their small content creators they're you know i'm not tim the tatman i'm 50 50 chatter steve you know uh where where's the twitch standing up for me i you know i i can't speak for what their internal structure is but Honestly, you should be able to track if you raid someone and you dump your chat in someone else's channel and all there is are these flagged racial slurs, that's bannable in my mind. Yeah, you should just be able to go control alt F4. Anybody who has done this with this action, here's the macro, let it execute. They can send me an email about their ban and then I'll talk to them about it. Well, and so we twitch has already made a made a stipulation that as the streamer you are the head of the community so whatever your community does falls on your falls on you Mm -hmm. uh we know this because mtash uh destiny guy who you know i'm sure i love you being a destiny guy i'm sure you love mtash as well he got he got banned for like a week for telling his chat telling his viewers to not go bully somebody that they needed to not go do stuff and they were still people were still going over and he got banned for a week and he's like check my vods like i'm telling them actively don't do that crap yeah and that's the exception to the rule that if for some reason you have a figurehead for by god be it a politician with what you are because you can incite a riot very easily and it's not a physical riot, it is a digital riot. You are standing on a podium with your channel and you dictate the way the crowd flows. Now, there's only so much control because it is a hive mind. When you get 20,000 people in a chat, there is no conversation. It's emojis, it's thoughts, it's just gigantic blankets of text that mean nothing to get moderated. You can try and control that. Mm-hmm. If you can't, it's, I mean, as long as you're actively trying to stop it, 
but honestly, in terms of safety, I could see why the ban was thrown down. Again, email yeah. me. Let's look over. Let's look at the VOD. If I'm if I'm working for Twitch right now, that's my customer support. I'm I'm talking to everybody about yeah. why they're banned. What's going on? Are we appealing this? Why? Where's your proof? And it's 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 funded by Amazon. They've yeah. got more money than God. We're sending billionaires to space at Amazon. In fact, Bezos even said, I basically made it to the atmosphere on top of everybody else who's bought Amazon products. It's true. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, uh, you know, there, there needs to be immediate action with the, the ability to follow up afterwards. But I think we've seen with, with some streamers and stuff that it's that follow-up is sometimes that follow-up is there and it's quick. And then sometimes it takes forever for that follow-up to actually engage. I think the follow-up is the hardest part. And that's, yeah. that's where, where Twitch as a company is falling short. Yeah. There is, there's not enough follow-up and that may be because they don't have enough bodies. That may be because they're not developing in that area. And there's if, no way they have enough bodies. Think about the amount of people who stream on Twitch, then add, a, add in the amount of people who view streams on Twitch. There, there's no way they have enough bodies at Twitch to be able to follow up with every incident. Yeah, but you're also talking about a platform that algorithms everything. Yeah. So if you, if you get an algorithm of hate, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put that in general terms because this is a very interesting conversation because it's a slippery slope because there's two sides to it. Like you said, there's the people who direct hate in somebody's direction mm -hmm. and there's people who try and curb that but their community is hateful towards that direction and I, I, they, 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 there needs to be a top level blanket that says if A then B mm -hmm. and then from there it gets elevated so if A then B done insert human interaction here with workforce yeah. 100% and I, that, I, I think that, that, that that's probably you know the the, the thought behind do better is because they can. I mean, imagine being a independent contractor that can't set its own rates. If you're a Twitch partner, that's what you are. You yeah. sign a contract for a flat rate. If things fluctuate, if they get to start charging more in one market than another, guess what? Your cut is still the same. Yeah. No, ma no matter what, the, the, the contract is, is laid out for you by the standard of what everybody before you assigned. You don't, mm -hmm. yeah, you don't get to, to negotiate, which is, which is an interesting, that, that may be a topic for another night, because oh, that, that's, that's a hugely interesting thing that I want to pick your brain on a little bit of. Uh, I mean, and, and, and you, we, we can, because honestly, being in the entertainment business, I do a different, I do a new contract every two years mm -hmm. and it's, it's based off my performance. It's based off my job. It's based off my potential jobs and I don't have an agent. So I am a 100% involved in the process of looking through contracts on yes, no. And I will redline contracts and send them back just because it's like, this, this does not work. This doesn't allow me to do this. This means you can take control of my Twitch channel anytime you want. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. And and you have to protect yourself. You have to understand the legalese. And thank God I've been in, oh God, I've been in the entertainment, entertainment business since 1873. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have contracts. We did it all with a donkey and a handshake. <laughs> That was that was his past life before he was Radio Man. He was Prospector Joe, uh, <laughs> still still in California, in that you know gold rush of the eighteen hundreds. Yes, I've, I'm actually a vampire. If you saw Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, I'm 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 that guy. Makes sense. You and Keanu Reeves look a lot alike. I'm just you know. You know, I, I mean, me and John Favreau for sure. Keanu Reeves, I don't know so much. That's all right. It's better than the the actor I always get. Christian Slater. Chris Farley. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, I I would never put you in the same boat as Chris Farley. Hey, hey it's a good boat to be in. You're Chris, way more attractive than Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Out of here. Chris Farley was my comedic idol growing of up. 
dude, he's he's anyone's comedic idol. He did physical comedy so well. Be- I mean, better than anybody else. Na- name one person who did physical co- physical comedy. There are other comedians who are as good, but physical comedy, no one can't do it. it I mean, he he's he he set the precedent at the level. So. I think it's about time for the really important question. The, I've had enough beers to sleep with you, Sly. Sorry. You haven't? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were ready for that, uh, you know, before the beer. Uh, oh, you know, I mean, you, you do I need are, to delete these Snapchats that you were sending me earlier? We, we don't talk about that. Oh, 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 my. Um, <laughs> Sorry, uh, <clears throat> that's actually a uh, slides and uh, eyes only fans. It's 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 D20 dick pic. <laughs> Wait, I know I've talked to Tyson about this. I know I've talked to Tyson about this. Have we ever talked about my idea for only fans? Oh, God, I don't know if I if I if we did, I was not sober enough to remember. I I had this amazing idea. Buck and Diz and clan can vouch for me that I was going to do an OnlyFans that had different tiers to sub to. And it was going to be the dick pic OnlyFans. And one tier would be the superhero tier. Cost, you know, whatever. And I would send you pictures of Dick Grayson every month. (laughs) One tier would be the presidential tier, and I would send you pictures of Richard Nixon. Just... (laughs) Just different tiers where I sent you pictures of different people named Dick. Oh my God! Just the just just buying up the intellectual property of that alone would be worth the investment. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great idea. Everybody was like, "We'll never sub to it." So <laughs> file folder on his desktop. People named Richard. <laughs> yeah, don't don't look at my desktop. Um... Yeah, no, I thought it was, that sounded like a fabulous idea to me. If for nothing else, to get people that think they're going to sub for, like, ooh, the presidential tier, let's see what the, and then it's just pictures of Richard Nixon, like the ultimate troll. I'm not a crook. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the real question was, how have you been? I don't think I've talked to you in six weeks outside of a short little what what have you been doing you're playing eso now like that's that's effing new okay so i got in i I got into eso because again we were talking about doing an offshoot of some sort of rp eso gameplay um but that kind of started my uh my fascination with this this whole world of games especially when new world dropped I didn't get to touch it. So really quickly, give me the whole, the whole beta I was I during under, the time I was with my brother and moving and all that. I can totally understand why people are so into wow. Like before I didn't get it. I'm like, how do you spend so much time in a game? There were, first of all, the graphics are terrible. And then, you know, it, it's, it's very murky in terms of what you need to do. And, I need a guide online to figure out which tree I need to develop. I don't understand this. With New World, I'm like, oh, dude, I just want to spend like the next three hours chopping wood. (laughs) And then you'll do what? Play the game? (laughs) Yes. It's it is it is the next logical step from the time I spent in Sea of Thieves fishing. But honestly, it's just like I it was it was therapeutic. It was like, oh, I can do a quest and then I can go hunt. And I when I'm hunting, it doesn't really matter because I can kill anything and skin it and take its meat and sell it and buy more shit that I don't know what I'm doing with at this point. But it's really cool to have it. You and just no, it, what you just described my like year and a half of WoW playing. I don't know what I'm doing with any of this, but it's cool because I have it. It was better than what I had before. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I just enjoyed it. It was, it was therapeutic to just spend 45 minutes fishing and then another 45 minutes getting fishing bait and then 
fishing some more and, and watching my level grow every time. And it's just like, why am I doing this? I literally cut myself off at a certain point because I knew they were going to server wipe everything. Like anything I'm doing now is not going to matter. You've already got my money. I'm buying the game. Is there an auction house? Uh, yes. Cause like, that's where I've gotten really into wow, like heavily into wow. Like I've gotten, I've gotten mods downloaded and shit to come in and be like, all right. So like I found this, piece of armor while i was in the world that oh it's going for two thousand on the auction let's go to the auction house real quick and like, like i'm just i'm totally in, like i'll fish for an hour and a half just to see if i find anything that's worth anything on the auction house <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was one of the things that really fucked me on that game was playing it and fishing and like i would fish and i'd pull in like five or six fish and none of it was fish i pulled in armor pieces boots <laughs> money bags it's just like i'm just pulling up random things like I'm coming here to fucking fish let me fish i don't want i don't want your goddamn boots like i got a whole set of armor just fishing <laughs> let me get a goddamn fish you you make fun of me for this game all the time but arc does something like that where you you go fishing and when you pull in a fish like you get fish meat every time you pull in a fish but you also get like an ascendant rifle that, and like you can pull in all these other things that aren't fish. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, like literally I could beat the game just by sitting here fishing. Like, let me just keep getting, eventually I'm going to pull in something really, really good. Right. See now, can we ship that to Bungie please? Because I mean, uh, that's one of those things where if I spend X amount of time doing menial tasks, I should get a certain degree of higher tier low in material. <laughs> like, give me the latest and greatest cool gun, but don't give me the adept version. Give me the, the version with surrounded and, you know, celerity on it that nobody cares about. Because honestly, all I want is to have the gun in my collection. It's like, cool, look, got it. That's the only reason I want to play Trials this week is because I don't have the Eye of Soul, I don't have the SMG, and I don't have the Pulse Rifle. And I love Pulse Rifles. It's like, there's these three weapons in there that I want. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Tristan, you know, call me up. <laughs> <laughs> so th that's one thing. We, we're going to keep circling back to Destiny because it's just who we are. It's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> literally the center of our universe for, for our friendship. We, we established ourselves together as Destiny streamers on Mixer. Our friendship is based on Destiny. We will go out, spiral, and come back. <laughs> I, uh, I really want them to pull in the crafting, the mean. I would love to go fish for an hour in Destiny. I would love to go chop wood in death. Like, forget all the planetary materials that I, you know, you barely can see driving by them. And then you forget, you never pick them up anyway, because you get the 50 in a box every 10 levels of the season pass or whatever. Let me go chop down a tree for the planetary material. And like, I actually feel like I'm doing something other than just playing I Spy with this little speck of red every time I'm driving around Tangled Shore. Here's here's my bitch in the barn with with Destiny's drop rates and shit like that. You and this is this is why I brought it up is because I've had a real hard on for the Destiny drop rates in Nightfalls. Because yeah. they put some really cool Nightfall weapons in. Last season when I would play Nightfalls as a solo player again, I'm doing everything in the top two the the, the bottom two tiers of it literally heroic is as far as i can go because i've got no one else to play with on any given time where i want to play nightfalls when i want to play so that's like one o'clock three o'clock in the morning my time <laughs> there you go so there you go it's 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 that it just lays it out i have friends across the country and they all play on east coast time or central time and it sucks anyways um it's 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 one of those things where Last season, I had no problem getting palindrome drops. I, I was about one for four. Every four strikes I would run at Heroic, I would get one drop. And I got a decent roll out of the gun. I never got a god roll. This season, I was upwards. I'm averaging about 24 runs per drop. One drop on Heroic. I thought you were going another way there. <laughs> yeah, 24 runs for one drop. Mm -hmm. 
when I got my first uh, hung jury, I was 30 runs in. I just picture you with a notepad next to you making a tally mark every run. <laughs> yes, I was. that's what I was doing. Because when I started playing on this season, it's like, oh, God, hung jury's coming back. That's, that is my favorite Destiny scout rifle. I'm going to get the role I want, and I don't care how long it's going to take to grind it. Because in my head, I'm thinking one out of four. And I started playing, and oh god, I did, I've, I've done six runs. I haven't got a drop. I must be getting really shitty numbers tonight. It'll drop next. Nope. And then I started making tally marks, and literally kept track. And the nice thing about Braytech is I can also track it through Braytech too. Yeah. I looked at the log, and it's like, this is the point where I got my first drop, and I was thirty runs in. Well, so what's worse, thirty nightfall? runs per drop or those people that had a hundred and something runs and never got the anarchy in the raid. Oh, dude, I was one of those people. <laughs> Literally. I was one of those people. I got the anarchy the uh, the Sunday before the, the raid went dark. I got it. I got it playing with Ty and uh, a few other people. And I, it was literally like the last run they did too. Cause I had been with him for a couple of runs trying to help and managed to jump in and it was like all right cool it's the last run i got it and then that was the last time i played destiny before it disappeared out of the uh out of the into the archives yes i never oh, got fuck, i still don't have thousand voices either but again i don't get to raid as much as i want because of the culture in the game right now yeah once once nighthawk went dark that was pretty much the end of raiding for me just yeah. because it it was like, well, uh, if I want to raid, I got to get radio, it, which means it's got to be on a weekend. Or late at night. Well, for me, that means it's got to be on a weekend because I have to get up <laughs> at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I got to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go do PE stuff. <laughs> so it's got to be a weekend because I got to get radio. And then I got to find four other people to... <laughs> Stay up late on a weekend. Or the people that have still been invested in the game. That's the problem is we are so far out from the launch of Destiny 2. Anybody who kind of jumped in was like, hey, I'm going to play this for a while. I'm going to do raids with you. It's like all those people are gone, man. They're, they're I don't know, buying houses in the valley or doing <laughs> That sounds targeted. <laughs> well, I mean, look, look at it from my point of view. I've been playing Destiny since before I had kids. That's now true. I have two kids, and they're both school age. Yeah. And here I am, a forty-year-old man, still looking for a ray group on Destiny. Is that pathetic? Absolutely not. And if you think it is, kiss my ass. So there is, <laughs> there is something else that bonds us outside of Destiny. The only reason I know any of you, and that's D and D. Oh man! So Dude. what has been? What happened this week? What's been going on? I want to know all the juicy details because I don't get to watch them anymore. Um, I mean, it's I'm I'm still on a brain dump from yesterday, man. We um we've got a a very involved campaign for Baldur's Gate, and <laughs> I, I make a joke out of it because I mean. It's 27 episodes in. I think four of those have been in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah, we're going to run a Baldur's Gate campaign. Oh, really? Where are you going to run it? Uh, everywhere but Baldur's Gate. And that's my joke. It's, it's everywhere but Baldur's Gate. But it's, it's, it's been a really cool uh, experience because I'm playing again with the same crew from Game of Saving Throws plus Adam, mm -hmm. which he ended up coming in at the end anyways as Gail from the Tormund campaign, um, Tormund's Quest. Tormund's so, Quest. I, I, I loved Tormund's Quest. <laughs> Tormund's Quest was great. Dad! I mean, we, that, that, was, that was truly one of the, I, I like to consider Tormund's Quest, Quest like one of the most successful D&D friendships ever <laughs> when it just really started as Captain Robert and myself doing the two-man uh, campaign for Dest or not Destiny, uh, D&D, &D, and it just having a blast with it. And then 
you know, like gravity, bringing all these other players into the mix that just that just fit with what we were doing. Um, track back to this current Baldur's Gate quest. It's Mud, Caustic Phoenix, myself, Captain Robert, and Arcane Adam. And we have gone so far in character development in 27 episodes that took us double the time because we're more comfortable together, we're more comfortable in our characters. And the fact that we're not in Baldur's Gate, I mean, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. This week, there was a huge breakthrough with Caustic Phoenix's character. Um, why, am I, why am I spacing on her name? She's a turtle, Gitsy. And uh, Arcane Adam's character, who he plays Asher. Asher's a character we don't know a lot about at this point. We know he is... Um, He's, he's 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 we call him the red devil and you know if you know anything about uh descent to invernus uh that's that's the, the very big you know very big no-no is to be his person in Baldur's gate if you don't know read the books it's absolutely fantastic so there was this breakthrough between him and her that happened literally while we're traveling in between two areas and it was the most captivating conversation in character development. And I will, I will speak right now. Caustic Phoenix has one of the best personalities to draw scenes like that out. She killed it two weeks before in another uh, scene with her husband, Mudcat, on um, the, the, the realigning of a Vorpal sword. Because she plays a paladin um, who is also a uh, smith. And... She's trying to take the the demon out of the weapon. And it was just this this really, really magical moment there. And she just she has a way of creating these scenes. And I'm, my God, if she ever decided to DM, it would be scary. It's it's literally Captain Robert level development on every level. She I, she from everything I know about her and having met her a couple times and talked to her a few times. She's a very high level thinker and she puts that into everything she does. Hey, you're, you're not captain of the debate team for no reason. <laughs> True. Like I do, I do a lot of character story development, and I do a lot of, uh, I do a lot of, you know, uh, method acting in my own head, but she really can put it all together. And more specifically, she can voice that to everyone and just make it very universal so it's 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 dangerous having somebody like that on the team because the tears flow and they flowed last night mm -hmm. there were there was not a dry eye in the house as her and uh, arcane adam went back and forth and if you have not seen that episode i highly recommend you go check out uh episode arc three episode 27 from Captain Robert's D&D. I know he streams it on his channel. Usually it's 24, 48 hours after it happens. It's just that episode on repeat. You'll know the scene when you get there because it'll be focused on just the two of them. Don't tell me it doesn't hit your heartstrings. Yeah. <clears throat> and, I, and I'm not going to spoil exactly what happened. I just want you to go and see that interaction. That's, I mean, that's my favorite part of D&D just as a whole. That ability to, you know, D&D &D is an escape, right? It's just like any other game we play. It's an escape. We get to get away from our reality for a little bit. But it's an escape that hits so heavy because you build these huge attachments to these characters and you've been working on what the character likes, dislikes, thinks, going through its emotional development that you you become fused with these characters to where you have these, those moments. My, I mean, Diz and clan are in chat. My, my favorite moment from D and D period still ever was the moment that I realized my first character that I made that I'd been working with for like a year and a half had to leave the group because he had gotten some random chick pregnant. Oh, no. Because somebody had basically slipped him in her ecstasy. <laughs> it, and it was a party member. But he gets this girl pregnant. And I, we're, I'm away from my house where I had all my notes on the computer. And I had just my old spiral. 
that I'd started with, and I looked down, and one of the traits that I'd given the character was he was long, he was looking and longing for family. And I was like, he has that now. He can't continue as an adventurer. Like, if that's truly who he is and what he's doing, the fact that he now has that, he can't continue. And then one of the, one of the characters snuck away. When I told them, when Cylorn told them that he was leaving, one of the guys left a party that we were at, went and actually spent gold to buy a crib. And then, like, had this big moment where he'd given me the... I'm like, oh. <laughs> I got the vapors. <laughs> Somebody's cutting onions in the room, guys. And there's just, there's D and D is a powerful tool when it comes to working through stuff and doing all of that. So that, that's my favorite part of D and D. And I, I agree. She does that really well. Cause I've seen even beforehand, she she has the ability to just be like Captain Robert's like all right let's get let's let's start playing tonight and she she's there yeah she literally levels the floor that quick yeah like if if we we're all going a little rusty she'll snap too and start that scene hundred percent but if that's you know D and D is 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 it's one of those things where it's you give yourself to the character. And yourself is in the character, mm-hmm. in some shape or form. It is you. That's a that's a chunk of your soul. Yeah. And, Even, and when you when you can commit to that, that's when it's really good. And the the thing that amazes me is even when the character is so vastly different from who you are. I've watched super intellectual people. Uh, Critical Role, Travis Willingham. Travis Willingham is a very smart man playing grog grog is a dumb 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 barbarian and it's still like travis is so much inside of grog as grog is inside of travis like the the two are just weaved and it's that's it's an, crazy that's an intellectual praying to god please give me this moment to be dumb and not think this through. (laughs) Let me release the perfectionist within myself and just let it go. (laughs) So it's cathartic. We're starting a new D and D campaign that I'm, that I'm DMing. Uh, I had, I had another streamer friend approach and ask if I would be willing to DM for her and a couple of her mods. Lady Chaotic. Mm, love Lady. Yeah, so Lady K has a couple mods that wanted to play D&D. None of them have ever really played. So oh, they, gonna be good. they asked if I would DM for them. So I'm bringing in, it's her and two of her mods. And I'm bringing in Double Buck, who is playing a way of light sorcerer. So like a healing sorcerer. Nice. Diz, who is the DM that I've had for my entire D&D career, who's playing a rogue with a fetish for explosives. Oh, this would be good. And Plan Diesel, who, you know, Divine Soul Sorcerer. Thank you, Buck. I, I couldn't remember the exact. I was like, Way of Light, something, Divine Soul. Uh, and then Clan, who hasn't created his character yet. Uh, Wait, Clan is putting it off to the last minute? Well, clan just got added to the, the group. Oh, okay. It, it was one of those, like it was the three of them and Buck, and then stuff happened and Diz and Clan became available, and I was like, oh yeah, let's add some veteranship to the table. Like, <laughs> let's let's pull in the veterans and have them have a seat at the table to help out all the, the newbies. But, I mean, you you've met Clan Diesel, it, the dude just breaks into character voices on a whim as we go anyway he's he's the best the best at doing the uh dusty Rhodes american dream voice just out of nowhere <laughs> you guys get a raid together just so i can hear that again 
I'm telling you, just the the pork and beans king, <laughs> dining with kings and queens eating clan clan hits. It sounds just like Dusty back in the day. <laughs> but it's been about an hour. I don't know about you, but my drinks, uh, my drinks a little little low. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm two down. So, what do you say? Uh, you wrap this thing up and you, you go you go snuggle up and get some sleep. You know I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna no. turn my Xbox back on. I'm gonna go play some Destiny. Okay, what do we what do you say we uh wrap this up and we get a couple crucible matches in? You know what? Three matches sounds like exactly what I need for my pinnacle this week. <laughs> there you go. Guys, if you're watching this later on YouTube or listening on any podcast source. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Come hang out with us on a Friday night for bromance and brews. Grab a beverage. Hang out with your favorite bros. And uh, until next week. Later days.